Chelsea Disgrace podcast. I'm Chelsea Grace, and today I want to share with you some of my most recent outdoor uh, sex adventures. What with the nice weather approaching, I thought it would be an appropriate topic. So a couple weeks ago, my man friend and I decided to go for some nice patio drinks and grab some dinner. So uh, I'm getting ready and I was trying to decide what look to go with because there's just, you know, too many. Like, did I want to do cute bohemian girl or like yoga mom who dresses like she's going to yoga but doesn't actually go to yoga and she just does all her errands in her yoga pants and I couldn't decide so uh, I asked my man friend to choose a look and he requested a a semi-slutty dress with uh, cleavage and no underpants and uh, perhaps a normal person should have been offended but uh, I was super excited because uh, a while back I went through a very short phase where I was seriously considering becoming an escort because, you know, my need, uh, sorry, my need for money outranked my desire to, you know, have morals and stuff. And I even went as far as to like create an account on uh, seekingarrangement.com, which is a website where you can register as either a sugar daddy, a sugar mama, or a sugar baby. And basically, just, like, rich old people just go on there and look for young, hot people, and they, like, pay you to hang out with them and stuff. But then I realized that I'm not that young, and I'm not that hot, and I'd probably end up getting murdered or something. And for a while, my roommates and I thought, like, maybe we could be a team. Like, I could go on the date, and one of my roommates would go, you know, to the same place, but, like, dressed up incognito and just keep an eye on me while the other roommate waited at home for any, like, emergency calls. And then, like, we could all split the profits, which, um, yeah, it, it would be cool, but there wouldn't pro- there, there probably wouldn't be that much money left after, you know, like, buying trench coats and fake mustaches and all that shit, but whatever. Uh, I stopped using the app when a 67-year-old man offered me $200 to give him a blowjob in his hot tub. Uh, mostly because I can't hold my breath underwater, but also because, you know, I knew my conscience would somehow remind me of what I've done one day. And um, also, I love giving blowjobs. And, you know, once you start, like, getting paid for something you love, it, it becomes work. And the magic is sort of lost. And I, I wouldn't want that. But, uh, yeah, back when I was uh, considering this as a side job, I bought a few, you know, tight and revealing dresses because I figured that's what escorts typically wear. And you got to spend money to make money, right? So, yeah, I put um, I put on this tight black dress with like a see-through lace chest area that allowed you to see my booby cleavage. And I was on my way to my date. Um... So we got there and we're on the patio and he orders a a charcuterie board and I thought this was some sort of like boring board game for old people 
And then this like big cutting board filled with meat and cheese and olives and all this other crap comes to the table. And I'm like pleasantly surprised and I felt fancy as fuck. And I like I rarely go out to eat and not need two hands, 17 napkins and like an antacid to finish my meals. So, you know, this was a nice fancy change. And then um, we decided to sit inside at the bar after and we had a lovely conversation and then he expressed his feelings to me about wanting to have sex with me in the park across the street. And like normally I'm a-okay with public sex, but it was sort of like chilly outside and I'm not a fan of like the cold, Uh, even though like my body looks way nicer in the cold like my nipples are all like small and pointy and my body's like more rigid so it's like less jiggly and shit so I felt like sort of a downer because I'm like really like it's a little cold like will you will you be able to even get a boner and I'm not sure like why I asked this because this guy gets like a boner at the drop of a hat and I I actually mean that like quite literally like don't drop your hat in front of him and bend over to pick it up because then he'll get a boner from looking at your ass or something and I'm not sure if maybe he's just like more open about his boners than all the other guys that I've been with or like maybe all the other guys just weren't actually attracted to me or something but I feel like this guy just gets like way more boners than I'm accustomed to and I like I really enjoy his penis and I've talked about it before in the in my episode titled The Growler like it's fantastic uh, nice and heavy Um, even in like the rare times when it's soft like one time I'm pretty sure I pretended I was uh, lifting weights with it which probably gave him a boner so um, because I like his penis so much I really don't mind all the boners he gets but sometimes I feel like really guilty if I don't you know take care of them but like it's exhausting sometimes keeping up with all the boners but I do I do get FOMO which is fear of missing out uh, if I don't take advantage of his uh boner's presence it's like um it's like if your favorite musical artist came to town or whatever and um for whatever reason you couldn't go to the show and you always wondered like oh what did I miss out on right like you feel like you've definitely maybe missed out on perhaps the greatest show ever and you know every boner is the potential for the greatest sex ever but Anyway, yeah, for um, some reason, I wasn't too keen on the boning in the park thing. And then he suggested we go to this other bar and have sex in the bathroom. But it was a Thursday and bars aren't really busy on a Thursday, which I feel would draw like more attention to us. And I guess sometimes I just need like a push or like buy rum and cokes you know just to get me to loosen up a bit and just go with it but I kept remembering like the embarrassment of being kicked out of the Sears for trying to have sex in the washroom by the bed department and I just wasn't sure if I was ready to relive that whole nightmare so we just kind of finished our drinks and we went to the car which was parked on the street like right beside the restaurant and we sit in the car for a while we're making like our plan for our next stop And we ended up deciding on the strip club. 
So uh, we're about to head off, but then all of a sudden we're having sex in the passenger seat in my car, which is incredible because he's like such a large man and I drive a Ford Focus. But um, I was suddenly very horny and his boner was in town and I wanted to catch the show. So yeah, we had sex in the car right outside the restaurant and then uh, we finished and we're just sort of laying there um, realizing we don't really need to go to the strip club anymore because, you know, the plan was to go there and get all like erotically charged and then, you know, go somewhere and bone. But um, now there was no need to really spend 20 bucks on a lap dance because, you know, we already both busted a nut. So um, we decided to spend our $20 at a uh, less classy bar. So uh, he's about to get off me and get situated uh, for our drive to the next bar. And he just wanted to say goodbye to my titties. So he went to move my dress to the side so one of them could like pop back out and say hello. And then he like accidentally ripped my dress like almost in half, which um, it was like a halter top, but it was now hanging by like a few threads. And I could tell he felt awful, but um, it was funny for me because I knew the dress was $8 from the thrift shop, and now it was also soiled with, you know, cum, so it would probably just go into my cum rag collection anyway. Uh, However, we still wanted to continue on with our night, but I couldn't really go out like that, so luckily a few days before that he surprised me with a nice billy joel pin which i put on my purse which that was very sweet because billy joel is my favorite so yeah missing out on you know one of his boners would be like me missing a billy joel concert not a great feeling so i used my pin to uh pin my dress together and we are good to go so we went to this sort of like divish pub style bar and I actually really love it because the beer is cheap bartenders are hot they have board games and I felt like I could probably get away with like wearing sweatpants in this place if I ever wanted to go back so um we got a couple of pictures of beer and we're just chatting when this like middle-aged man who later I'd find out was named Ken Ken who was drunk as fuck and like walking with a cane comes up and starts uh, talking to us about God knows what. And at first we were like, Oh geez, like can this guy just like go away? But then after a couple of minutes, we realized he's actually kind of funny and he kept telling my man friend how lucky he is to have me. So I figured he'd be good to have around for my ego or whatever. So he ends up sitting with us for like two hours and we talk about his ex who he still loves and was like a dominatrix and about like sex and relationships and all that jazz. And then he goes on to tell me about how his foot became disconnected from his leg. And I was like, like what? And he whips out a picture of him in the hospital and his foot is like literally dangling from his leg. And at that point, I almost threw up. But then he asked if I want to see his scar. And although I wasn't sure if I could bear it, I was still sort of curious. And I would probably regret it if I said no. So I agreed to look at his scar. Um, So then he drunkenly like takes off his shoe and his sock and his foot brace. And like feet smell is just like permeating through the air. And I'm really trying to keep like a straight face at this point so he shows me a scar and then he tells me to touch his foot because there's like a metal rod in it and again I felt like this was something I didn't want to miss out on so I ran my fingers across this strange man's foot and then he says like you know like I have a sword in this cane and I just start like 
dying laughing because I'm like, there's no way you walk around with like a cane with a sword in it. Like nobody is that authentic anymore. And he keeps insisting. He's like, there's no sword in this cane. There's a sword in this cane. I'm like, okay, show me, show me your sword. And then he's like, no, no, I can't, I can't whip it out at the bar. I can't. He's like, come outside, come outside with me. I'll show you. I'll show you my my sword outside. And I just was like, I took a step back to think about it, and I'm like. A strange drunken man wants you to go outside into a dark alley and look at his sword. I'm like, probably not a great idea, Charles. So I declined his offer and we went upon chatting and then randomly out of nowhere, he grabs his cane and he whispers like, look, and he quickly just like for a split second, just twists the top of the cane, lifts it up and lo and behold, there's a fucking sword in his cane like for real and my like I just was like my night went from eating fancy cheese on a fancy cutting board to rubbing a drunken stranger's foot you know in a dress being held together by a Billy Joel pin while he's presenting me with a sword and you know I wasn't even mad about it it was actually a pretty good night um then there was the other recent incident where we had sex in my car uh we were out for dinner uh enjoying our boneless chicken wings and draft beer as white people do and at the same time two of my friends were like on a hangout date thing that i sort of set up and i realized i had realized that they lived across the street from each other and they're both single so i felt like they should probably hang out So earlier that night, I get a text from the dude that I had set up, and I absolutely love him. He's so funny. He's, like, the sweetest guy ever, and he overthinks everything just like I do. And I get, like, five texts in a row from him, and they're like, yeah, your friend is coming over tonight. She wants to watch Grey's Anatomy. What the fuck is Grey's Anatomy? Okay, I Googled it, and it's, like, Patrick Dempsey, the shampoo guy, isn't it? But that's all I know. Like, do I need to look more into this, or do I just get drunk and flirt with her? So I had a good laugh at that. I gave him some advice and wished him luck. So we were having our dinner and um, with my, I was having dinner with my man friend. And then I'm telling him about how I set my friends up. And then I came up with a funny plan. Uh, I knew that they would most likely be hanging out on my friend's uh, balcony. So I decided it would be funny to do a little drive-by and kind of creep their date. Because there's nothing else to do on a Monday, okay? Stop judging me. So um, we drive by and we pull the car over right outside his place. And we roll the window down just to crack. And their voices were kind of carrying just enough so that we could uh, make out what they were saying. And then we thought it would be funny to have sex outside of his house while he was trying to score with my friend. That way, like, if he struck out, it would be so funny for me to tell him the next day that I had sex outside his house. So <laughs> I thought that was funny. So, yeah, we totally boned in the car. And it was nice because I literally can't move, like, because it's so tight. So, you know, I just have to lay there, which is isn't far from the usual anyway but so that was an adventure and then a a couple weeks ago we decided to have a couple glasses of wine in the park and just like relax watch the sun go down like whatever and my man friend lives directly next to a park so all we had to do is just walk outside and we were there and it was a very lovely evening i had alcohol which is my favorite And we talked about comic books for a while and he played songs for me on his guitar. And then he stopped strumming his guitar and started, you know, strumming my naughty bits over my pants, which like drives me nuts. Like, whatever, call me a teenage girl, but I love that kind of shit. So I'm like sopping, like just 
water in the grass here with my juices. And then the sun goes down and he decides we're going to fuck in the park. And I'm like totally down for this. So we bone. It was just, you know, so lovely. Just boning outside, sharing intimate things with nature. I felt like fucking Pocahontas. So we finished just in time as a small child rode his scooter like right past us. And my man friend's neighbor was outside with his like flying drone. So like who knows? He he may have been out there the whole time and got some footage of us in the park. So I don't know. But ever since then, I've been on like all the porn sites searching like girl starfishes in park. And, you know, I haven't found anything yet, but we'll see. So that was fun. Um, but probably one of my favorite outside sex adventures happened a couple weekends ago. Um, uh, my man friend and I happened to have the same Saturday off, which like never, ever, ever happens, mostly because I never get a day off and my soul is slowly dying. So, uh, we decided to take advantage of it and he made me a nice breakfast in the morning, complete with, uh, eggs, ham, some sort of fancy potatoes and some toast. And while I was taking my morning pee, I heard him like yelling from the kitchen like, oh no. And I was like, what's wrong? And I was praying that it wasn't anything serious. Like he cut himself with a knife or broke my egg yolk or something. And he was like, I forgot to thaw out some butter last night for the toast. And then he said the sexiest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. He says, oh, don't worry, I have some bacon fat I can spread onto it. And I swear, I almost asked for his hand in marriage right then and there. I mean, the creativity, the problem-solving skills, like the fact that he has bacon lard just handy, like, hi, can I be your wife now, please? Like, so we ate our delicious breakfast, and we worked on practicing some Spanish because we're both trying to learn, um, you know, part reason so we can travel and, you know, maybe live in a Spanish-speaking country, but mostly so we can say, you know, sexy Spanish things during a boning, which we did before we headed out. And I think that maybe I should uh, probably get him something nice or like a trophy or something because I was just like in one of those moods where I knew I wouldn't finish and he wouldn't accept that. So uh, he worked on me like tirelessly man like a good 22 minutes using all kinds of like tactics until I was complete like he pulled out some good shit the poor guy probably has like carpal tunnel and pulled like six muscles so um after that we were on our way and the plan was to visit Point Pelee National Park so uh, we stopped at the liquor store to get some beers and right in the parking lot was like a motorcycle showcase thing and a dog adopt-a-thon so I was like pissing myself with excitement like dogs and old motorcycle dads are like my favorite things uh so then we get to point peely and i saw two wiener dogs which is like the best day ever and then we find like a quiet area on the beach and i'm sitting with my ass in the sand my feet in the water and he's kind of towering over me and i gave him a nice blowy on the beach and he's all like like bend over i want to do you from behind So, like, I do, but my ass is, like, covered in pebbles, and I'm sure it would have felt like fucking a bag of Pop Rocks for him. So, we just stuck to the blowy, which was good. Um, Yeah, and then when he was about to finish, I noticed there was a spider on my hand, and I low-key kind of freaked out a bit and lost my rhythm, but it all worked out in the end. So, that's good. And then uh, later that same day, 
we went to the drive-in theater, which was really fun. They were playing uh, two movies, and the first was like a kids' movie that we weren't really into, so we decided to bone. Um, we had to be careful because the car next to us was a family of young children, and they brought their little lawn chairs and were sitting outside. So we rolled up the windows and like waited for the car to fog up. So he's sitting in the passenger seat, and I'm trying to mount him, but there's like nowhere to put my legs. So then he suggests like I reverse and then mount him in reverse. So I'm like trying to turn around. I can barely move like my ass crack is in his freaking face and my car is just like so goddamn small. And now I'm trying to sit backwards on his dick and it's like quite the struggle. And then we finally get situated and I'm trying to like rock back and forth, but there's really nowhere for me to move. I look like an old black woman like from Louisiana sitting on her porch this slowly carefully rocking back and forth in a vintage rocking chair with a fan in one hand and a glass of freshly squeezed lemonade in the other and um, I don't think it was working for him because then he suggested that we switch and then he go on top so yada yada we do that we finish and then I look over and you know like in the midst of all the moving around one of our limbs must have accidentally rolled the window down and we were definitely not quiet. So I'm pretty sure that poor family heard and possibly seen everything that was going on in the car. And I felt absolutely terrible, but then I realized that I still had like half a bag of popcorn. So I was happy again after that. So yeah, those are just a few of my most recent outdoor sexual excursions for y'all. And you know, with the summer approaching, I'm very excited to uh, have uh, hopefully share some new ones with you. So yeah, I'll leave it at that. And remember that I am here to make you feel better about yourself, one Chelsea Grace Palmer at a time. Bye. Oh,